This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. You know, uh, Coach Revovich and I have talked, obviously, you know, quite a bit about, you know, Josh's role, where we see him. You know, the biggest thing we're looking for him is to continue to improve, make, you know, impact plays that he has. I think, you know, as a coach, you always want a young man to continue to develop as a leader within our unit. You know, obviously losing some veterans up front. Um, you know, everybody's saying we need Josh to be a leader, we need a Josh to be a leader. But the biggest thing is we just need him to continue to improve as a player fundamentally. And I think the leadership stuff will naturally come. I think it's just naturally going to happen. He's shown that um, already in this offseason of taking control of some things within our defensive line unit. But the biggest thing we're looking for is just improvement fundamentally. That is Todd Walsh, Jaguars defensive coordinator, talking about Josh Allen. You know, if there is a guy, you know, you don't have to love what the Jags are doing. You don't have to think they're going to be very good. You can be like the national media and think it's going to be two and fourteen, whatever. But I don't. You, you can't be anybody and not be excited about Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Oh, come on. I mean, like if we did a poll, are you excited about the future of Josh Allen? Like you could say you excited about the future of Jaguars. It would be like uh, no, eighty percent. Uh, you could be even Minshew. Are you excited about Minshew? Uh, tank for Trevor, some people would sure, say. Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, Josh Allen? I mean, seriously, you got to be like the biggest hater of all yeah. to not like what you saw last year yep. and like what he might be. Yeah, I mean, where he was taken, the hype in college, I think his rookie year, he's exceeded all expectations. Oh, and by the way, the guy's mature beyond his years. So the, you got that going for you as well. So, I mean, and I always talk about it, Brent, you make your biggest steps from your first year to your second year. So if you're not excited about Josh Allen right now, you definitely got something wrong with you because um, probably of any player, even like a DJ Chark or Gardner Minshew, Josh Allen, you're probably the most excited for because you know what he's capable of. Absolutely. We talk uh, more football about the Jags. We get into the quarterback position a little bit. The backup spot, Colin Kaepernick's name, could that come up even here in Jacksonville? A couple of thoughts, a couple of questions. Uh, you know, I'm running for office, and uh, I'm running on four-day weeks from Memorial Day to Labor Day. Mm-hmm. That's what I got. And I got a couple votes already. Marcus Paul says, I'd vote for the four-day week, but only if it were four eight-hour days instead of four ten-hour days. I hate work. Less is better. Amen to that, man. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Marcus, we can do that, but yours, you would be part-time, no benefits. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is full-time, and All he better have benefits because he just has a newborn. Yeah. How's the little dude doing, Martin Buckley? Hey, what's up, gentlemen? He's doing great, man. Fully functional, pooping, peeing, sleeping, all that good stuff. Standard. Yeah, par for the course. Very good. Uh, and I'll ask how the girls are, too. I don't want to leave them out. They're doing great, man. Um, they're such uh, great helpers, and they're loving being big sisters. That's good stuff. Uh, give everybody our best. Uh, we're going to talk some memorabilia, man. Uh, favorite piece of memorabilia is the question today. You have a store full of it. Do you have a favorite in your own house or in your own store that is your go-to answer for this kind of question? So, yeah, I um, I have at my uh, – so at the store, I always, um, I always go to the Michael Jordan jersey. Um, that's the one – whenever we have a Jordan jersey that's in the store, I always feel like it's kind of mine, and then it sells, and I feel really sad and just realized I need to buy one and bring it to the house. But, um, <laughs> and then at the house, 
um, as we always talk about, uh, Austin, you know this. I'm a huge, huge music guy. So Absolutely. the favorite, um, my favorite personal piece that I own is um, when the Super Bowl was here in town. I was able to meet uh, Sir Paul McCartney, and he signed a copy of a Meet the Beatles for actually for my wife. I gave it to her. Damn. But I still get to enjoy it. So that's my favorite that I own. Wow. That is very cool. Uh, just a couple others coming in. Matthew Ornstein, Payne Stewart's glove he used in his last major championship. Very yeah. cool. The 99 cool. PGA Championship at Medina. Uh, Tom says, I'm the owner of Henry Aaron's 452nd home run ball off Steve Blass, May 21st, 1967. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Those are both very cool items. Yeah, awesome. Dan Davis got this signed when the Knolls were in the Gator Bowl for Bobby and Mickey's final game. Bobby Bowden, Mickey Andrews. Uh, Florida State fans will certainly appreciate that. I'll give you one more. Joey Albert. We'll go through some of these as the show continues. But uh, signed Herschel Walker photo my great-grandpa got from my uncle. Had no idea who he was when he saw him signing autographs. Just that he was a football player and my uncle played high school football, so he figured he'd get it for him. <laughs> <laughs> got one of the all-time greats. That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, how about that? that? Isn't that kind of the cool thing? Hey, Martin, you know, I can remember getting going down to spring training with my buddy in high school and had no idea who uh, these guys were mm -hmm. at the time. But we got them from the Texas Rangers. And I'm going to lose. Uh, it, I, I'll give you the one. Okay. And now I'm blanking on the other one. Uh, no. Okay. I got it. Uh, it's Pudge Rodriguez. Yep. Right. Yep. I was playing for the Rangers. It, young guy, though, right? And so he's not Pudge Rodriguez. Sure. And Ivan. Ivan Rodriguez. And, uh, and Juan Gonzalez. Nice. I have no idea Classic. where that thing is. Dang, you lost it? I don't know. It's probably not lost, but yeah. it's probably like in my parents' house sure, or, you sure. know, in, in the attic somewhere. Nice. I, I don't know where it is, but I just didn't know who those guys were. But I remember saying, hey, I got this. And then years later, you're starting to see them, like, do all this stuff. Yeah. You're like, hey, wait a minute. I think we got when we're down at training camp or spring training. Sure, sure. So that's what's cool about the, the autographs and the pictures and the memorabilia. You get, especially like here in Jacksonville, right? Yeah. Double A. Uh, you know, everybody knew Clayton Kershaw was going to be good. Correct. But if you got him while he was with the Suns, like, okay, he's going to be good, but you still never really know. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's freaking Clayton Kershaw. See, for sure. <laughs> so if you got him now, you know, same thing with Stanton. You know, he even changed his name. Christian you might Yelich. have Mike Stanton, and it's John Carlo now. Yeah, same thing with Christian Yelich as Yelich well. Yelich is a great example yeah. of it. So that's what's kind of cool about sports and, and sports memorabilia. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the Jordan stuff because somebody did say they got a 1990 Jordan jersey prior to him winning championships. So I have two questions for you, and I don't know if you'll have the answer. It's okay if you don't. Uh, one is, Martin, would I, I'm assuming a championship year jersey would be more. But I almost feel like the 1990, before he won it, is, is a bit more unique. Yeah, so that's actually a really good question. The other night on uh, Instagram Live, we've been doing, like, really, uh, you know, cool chats with different people, and we had – my friend um, James Spence from James Spence Authentication, they're a, they're a handwriting authenticator, and we actually talked about this with Jordan specifically. Um, his stuff, because of The Last Dance, has literally like times three, times four, times five, depending on the item. Um, and the signatures from his playing days are actually more expensive than the ones that he signed post-playing uh, uh, post days. So there's a, you know, there's a, like, you know, your handwriting changes over time. But so the ones that he signed in the 90s, like that jersey would be worth more 
than the ones that I might even have in the store that he signed for Upper Deck over the last couple of years. Oh, wow. wow. Interesting. Uh, so that's a good call. Okay. And I think you kind of just answered the other question. But the one in the store, how much have you maybe ballooned the price <laughs> Uh, since the last dance, like, so uh, you just said three to four times hit the value of, I've seen like his rookie cards go like through the roof mm-hmm. in the last, oh, yeah. I've been seeing, following some of that stuff. I think Darren Ravel has put a lot of that out and, yep. uh, but what about like in the store, like, have you raised your prices on stuff like that because of the last dance and his value? Yeah. So everything that we've had in the store and pretty much everything that we've had online is sold. So everything new that we're bringing in is based off of the new wholesale price that we get it from from Upper Deck. I got you. So his yeah his price has absolutely. I mean, uh, about four years ago, I had his jersey framed up the same style that we have now, and we had him at twenty three hundred. That's how much he was two thousand three hundred dollars. This is three or four years ago. That jersey now on the website is like eight grand. Wow! Wow! And, and selling faster now than it did then. Wow. Give us. Can you remember somebody else like like him doing this in terms of value? Well, it, it happens occasionally, but more frequently than not, when this usually happens, it's when someone passes away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Michael is alive and well, but there is one little caveat to this. There's one little thing, and this is what Darren and I have been talking about a lot. You know, Michael is a billionaire with a B. He, it's really, really hard to get somebody's attention to do an autograph signing and take a couple of few hours of their time when you make $900 million a year from your Nike brand and $100 million a year from this. He doesn't really, you know, necessarily care. So what we're all kind of curious in the industry is how many times is he going to sit down for upper deck and do autograph signings? So, we really honestly think that the people that are getting the Jordan items now and investing in them, the margin isn't going to grow like that fast. But if it's an $8,000 jersey now, there's no reason to believe that in a few years it might not be 10 or 11 or 12 because we just don't think that he is going to do paid signings. And when he's out in public, he occasionally signs maybe at the golf course, you know, if he does a charity tournament. But he does not sign a lot of autographs. So those items people are buying, they're keeping them for themselves. And those items that are being made available online are going to eventually dissipate and the supply is not going to meet the demand. So I was going to say this too, Brent, regarding Michael Jordan, you know, we ask like, what's your favorite, you know, piece of memorabilia that you have? My personal favorite, and I don't really have that much. I don't really brag about it a lot, but my mom actually, when I graduated high school, was getting ready to go to college, and it must have came from the college fund because I got a scholarship. So she's like, well, let's go ahead and treat my son a little bit. You know, let's go ahead and sweeten the ante. Congratulations on your scholarship. But I, it's like, and it's not even 8x10. It's, it's a lot bigger, but it's a, it's this black and white photo of Michael Jordan, and it's autographed, but then it's also he took his hands and dip them in red paint yeah. and then put the red like his hands on the, on this picture. I know, very yeah. cool. I remember so when I Upper that. Deck did that. That's a beautiful piece and yeah. those are way to go mom because that's a very expensive piece, bro. Nice. <laughs> nice. Glad to hear it. Uh, mom, you can't have it back. That was a gift to me. So <laughs> that's in my possession. That's mine now and I will do with what I see fit. But Martin, so so my question to you eBay. <laughs> so so Martin, so obviously there, there's always inflation, you know, there, there there's it's always going to fluctuate in terms of you know prices going up and down of you know some some sports 
memorabilia. My question to you is, what generally, I guess, you know, always rises? You know, because you can get like an autograph like on a jersey. You can get an autograph on an 8x10. You can get an autograph on the ball. But like to you, like what always remains consistent? Like what's, I guess, the best thing to get autographed if you're trying to chase an athlete? So it's, it's usually those kind of standard things. So for baseball, it would be a baseball, a baseball bat, a jersey, mm-hmm. a photo. More specifically than the item itself, the cost of the item and the rarity of the item, like your item is actually pretty rare because he, he didn't do a lot of those. Yeah. So that's, that's different than him signing just a stack of 8 by 10 But there are certain people, right, Michael Jordan, Mickey Mantle, Roberto Clemente, Jackie Robinson, Babe Ruth, those guys, those names, they just continually over I've, – I've watched those guys because I've invested in some of these guys and just taken things and put it in the lockbox and told my wife. My wife thinks I'm crazy sometimes. <laughs> and, and I tell her, I say, listen, I'm like, we just need to wait 10 years. But you can – if you invest smartly in this stuff, it's better – I know this sounds crazy. People might laugh. But if you really do your research – it can be better than certain outperforming certain stocks. You can wait five or ten years. Wow. Jordan's stuff is not going to go down. His rookie cards are not going to come down because they're they're being bought up at a rapid pace right now, and people want them, and they have them, and they're going to keep them. So the only time they're going to become available is when people decide to maybe break off an extra one because they bought it as an, a, an investment, whether it's Mantle, Clemente, Robinson, Ruth, those type of guys. It is a very, very sound investment, believe it or not. It's wild. Uh, and as you're talking just for the last few minutes and then you just brought it up, I'm thinking it's just like the stock market. I mean, it's like yeah. investing, especially Absolutely. with guys like Michael Jordan. Fascinating. Martin Buckley with us from Palm Beach Autographs. Check him out in the Avenues Mall. Check him out uh, online as well. How's uh, how you're back open and everything in the mall, right? I should have asked you that before you came on, but uh, that's been a little bit now, right? Yeah, we've been open for a couple of weeks now. It's been good. Um, you know, we've got the store set up. You know, we're letting four or five people in at a time. People are getting more comfortable. Um, the employees feel good. The customers feel safe. Um, you know, things are moving in the right direction. Uh, we've been cranking online. You know, people are home. <laughs> they're bored. And they're shopping online. So we've been doing a ton, a ton of shipping uh, on our website as well. But, yeah, we've been busy. PalmBeachAutographs.com. Uh, honey, what did you buy on the credit card? Getting a lot of those kind of questions uh, at home. Yeah. I'm sure people Father's are. Father's Day is coming up too, bro. So, hey, it is yeah, what it is. Treat yourself, Fathers. You're good at this. So you're good at this, yeah, Austin. You know, Very you know, good. Yeah, I'm starting to learn a little bit. I'm starting to learn a little bit from you, Brent. You know what I'm saying? Starting to wash off a little bit. Hey, uh, what does it mean to you and to your business what happened in the state of Florida today with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signing in a bill that will allow college athletes in the state to make money from endorsements? And it will start next summer. Uh, answer that question in a moment. I just want to give a little bit more details. First time we're really talking about this on the show today. And part of it is, I think, to get every, get the NCAA moving quicker because the NCAA thought they had a little bit more time to figure it out. States like California and others have followed suit, much like Florida, knocking on this door. Well, Florida, all of a sudden, like we started the show saying, hey, man, we're doing it all right here in this is a couple of months. Yeah. Hey, we're just 
we're going crazy and we're going to say, yeah, college guys can now endorse and it will happen next summer. So that will speed up the NCAA in terms of what they have to do for legislation. The Florida proposal does have some restrictions. It says, quote, commensurate with market value and to preserve the integrity, quality, character and amateur nature of intercollegiate athletics and to maintain a clear separation between amateur and professional sports. So uh, the law also states explicitly that colleges and universities are not allowed to pay athletes directly. All right. So that's the background. That's what happened today. That's a landmark move by Governor Ron DeSantis in the state of Florida when it comes to potentially paying athletes for their likeness, their image, endorsements, all the rest. What does it mean uh, to someone in your business, Martin? Well, this is, you know, this is a historic day, like you said. Basically, this lifts the dark cloud on things that we've talked about before in the past, Brent, right? We've talked about Johnny Mansell, you know, signing autographs and Todd Todd Gurley signing autographs while they were in college, you know, and getting some cash here and there from people that would come up to them. We've always wanted to do things the right way. So we have always waited for players to finish their career and, you know, wait for them to become professionals before we give them money to, to do autograph signings. Basically, what this does now is this enables us to go to a guy. Let's use somebody um, like let's use Kyle Trask as an example, right? The quarterback from Florida. He might not even be there by the time this kid kicks in the law. This gives us an opportunity for a guy like Kyle or maybe a star running back or receiver on the team for us to reach out and say, hey, listen, you know, we want to do an autograph signing with you and we want to pay you, like the bill says, fair market value. And what that intention there is to do is to prevent a booster, right? This is the big thing. What if a booster, you know, comes and goes to every offensive lineman at Alabama and says, as soon as you come to Alabama, I'll give you a $200,000 sports memorabilia contract and never has him sign anything. Mm -hmm. That's not fair. So what we're able to do is we can come in and we can say, all right, we're going to pay you 25 bucks for regular items. We're going to pay you $35 for premium items, $15 for inscriptions, and we can conduct an autograph signing. It's only a handful of guys. It's only the big-name guys, like you guys talked about, the quarterbacks, the running backs, the receivers, maybe a star defensive player or two. But still, it clears the air. It takes that kind of shadow away from it. It gets rid of the people that were uh, abusing it, and now everyone can do it on the up and up. I think it's great for the athletes and great for the business. Hey, Martin, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's great for the athletes for sure because they obviously deserve to be compensated. What I'm worried about, though, is, you know, obviously when you bring the endorsement deals into the mix, well, now that's more than actually licensing a name, you know, and and I've been very adamant. I want to see every single university being able for their student-athletes to license their name. But I see the problem coming up now in the future is, listen, California proposed this law too, but it doesn't go into effect until 2023. Florida right now is stated to go into effect next year. So if if you have states that aren't on the same page, well, you want to talk about a recruiting advantage now. So like, so what will this look like? Like, I mean, well, eventually will the NCAA come around and say, hey, listen, every state's got to abide by it and say, you know what? Every state is going to follow these rules, or are we going to see literally a crap show where Florida's going to be above the brand a little bit, and all of a sudden they're getting all the recruits now? Because let's be honest, student athletes want to get paid, and if you can get paid in the state of Florida, well then California's on the back burner saying, "Well, no one's going to come here play for us now." So, like, what do you see? What do you think it's going to look like here in the next couple of years or so? Like, do you think schools will get on the same page and states will get on the same page, or will it be a free for all? I think that's a fantastic question, and I think. When you, when you talk about this with anything, you follow the money. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when we fuck, and when you follow the money in this, I think what's going to happen with California. And when we talked about this, when California moved it, I think I said it back then, and I'll say it again. Everybody's going to move very, very quickly for that reason because they don't want to be left behind. Because if you do, then you're just going to be left behind, and you're just you're 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 hurting yourself by not by not keeping up. And I do think the NCAA will move quicker than they probably wanted to. Um, but again, I'm with you 100%. I think this is great for the athletes, and I think that we will see everyone move very, very quickly. Like probably within the next six months to a year, I think now we'll just see a steamroll. Uh, you know, potentially with the with the bigger states for sure, and then everyone else will just catch on and and uh, and join suit. This will put the squeeze on the NCAA. That's what yeah, has Florida to. just put the squeeze on the it NCAA. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. because of what you guys just talked about. Martin sure. Buckley with us from Palm Beach Autographs. Martin, I'm going to bring over the uh, Vita de Louis tonight, and uh, I'll have <laughs> yeah, contracts. I'll have contracts ready for Ty and Kaylee to sign some deals. <laughs> uh, even if it I'll doesn't take place up. until 2024, that's okay. <laughs> Can I get them to sign uh, marshmallows? <laughs> yes, you can. Brent, can I have permission to bring my son over then, too? As Absolutely. Well, he's going to be the world's greatest French horn player. So let's go ahead and get that endorsement deal locked up right now. Getting eBay for French horns as we speak. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, do you have to go change a diaper? you got like two or three more minutes. I got all the time in the world for you guys. All let's right. Do, it, do you have a mystery uh, item in the store that we can guess today? Not only do I have a mystery item. But I am going to almost – I'm going to guarantee that I'm going to stump you guys today. I made it way too easy with the Jordan, with the last dance. And then Austin from the cloud somehow got the Shaq shoe. I'm that good. That was amazing. I'm that good. I've almost yeah. been fired from asking questions. You should be fired. But since we, you're, you're you the boss of the show here. We yeah. can't ask yes or no questions, right? Correct. That's the that's and the deal. Let's not ask volleyball questions either again, please. <laughs> Remember that one? Do they have over seven people or whatever? All right, yeah. you go. Get us get us oh, going. Okay. All right. So, is this piece of memorabilia? Is it from a team sport or an individual sport? Neither. Music, Brent. Oh, 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 music, right? Uh, oh wow! I okay. got you guys. He's already got it. That's on question one. Yeah. Uh, the. All right. I'm gonna go. Uh, it's not a. It's not a sport. It's, a sport. it's gotta be music then, or or like a like a TV show actor. Oh wow. Okay. Could it potentially be like an athletic director or something like that? <laughs> but why? Though? Yeah. Why? You know? Yeah. Could it be like? Uh, or what's? Let's go with yeah, some well, questions. Yeah. Well, this is your question now. I can't wait to, to, uh, um, to really drop the ball on this one. <laughs> yeah. Would. Uh, would this. Possibly be from the music or movie industry. I like it. Damn, yes. Dang it. Okay, music or movie. Not you should have said, is it from one of them? But that's okay. We can work with that. Music or movie. Okay. Um, is this an instrument? No. Oof, dang. Sorry, man. I, I took not a, a French horn. It's <laughs> not a French horn. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, was this is this item from a sports movie? No, but that was a really good question. Once again, just a movie though, right? What would have been better? I said sports movie. Yeah, but you should have said that a movie. That would have been a better. But just that would have been a better. Generalize question. it. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So do we, are we thinking music or are we thinking movies, actor, actresses? I was see. I thought it was going to be like in major league or something yeah. like that. You know. So there, there goes that. There goes that idea. Oh, man. 
Okay. Do you have a Top Gun or something like that? Wow, that's a good movie, too. All right. This item. Oh, man. Okay. Is this. Okay. Is it? Is it from a band? I got to say it. No. Dang. So, actor, then, right? I'm still feeling good. <laughs> uh, Austin is going to come in at like eight or nine and, and guess it, though. Like uh, you, last time. You'd be surprised We're five questions time. in. I know. Uh, I don't even know what I don't even know what genre we're in right now, man. Yeah, it's true. You, we still don't know that, huh? You're moving in the right direction. No sports, music, movie. See, it's the music uh, or movie. We, we, we have to establish as a music or a movie. That's what we got to do, Brent. All right, uh, is this from a movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Woo. Woo. All right. Now we're starting to trim some of the fat. I like it. Now we have I like four it. questions yep. to go. Now we're getting to the. Okay. Like, what are you typing? I'm typing what we've figured out so far. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Is the, I mean, I mean, Kuz, yeah, and I was going to ask this question next. I mean, I want to say male, but I have to be for sure to, to venture a uh, guess. That's what I almost asked instead is of this, this one. Is this from a male or female um, actor, actress? It's from male actors. <laughs> I've never seen anything from the Chippendales after your story. <laughs> Male actors. Okay. That's all in the personal collection, buddy. Male actors. Okay. So, Brent, so keep in mind, this has got to be from a show or a movie back oh. in the day because, I mean, let's be honest, 2020, there's there's men and feet. I mean, everyone gets a fair shake now. Back in the day, Come on, it, was buddy. The, it was the Wild West in terms of men. That, that wasn't a question. I'm, that was a statement, by the way. I'm playing along, by the way, on the website, and I think I know which one it is now. Okay. okay. No, well, do you really? Well, yeah, well, that, that's cheating, though. Okay. Well, we're not, we're not helping look, you guys. No, that's yeah. Kuz. We are, we are yeah. not in the same room we're as Kuz. Yeah, so. we're not doing that. Uh, that's cheating. We, you know where I'm leaning? Could this be from Cheers? Okay. Well, well hey, let's add, we got questions here, Brent. One, two, three, four, Seven. five, six. We have six. three more. We got three more. Okay. Um, Make them count. Oh, no, we said a movie. So, yeah, oh, movie. So, it wouldn't be Cheers. That's a sitcom. Well, we didn't say it was a TV show, though. That's what I'm saying. So, it couldn't be. We haven't established that, though. Oh, have we? It's from a movie. Yeah, yeah movie okay. Would okay, be movie. Separate. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, it's from a movie. Yeah, okay, he sorry. Said, yeah, he it's said movie. Actors sorry, from sorry. a movie. Actors oh. from a movie. Yep. Could this piece of memorabilia be from Caddyshack? No, that's a really good guess because we do uh, have see? that. Good guess. See, we're, we're getting a little too general. I mean, we're getting a little too specific right now. Okay, we well, have two we, questions. We have three like, questions to go. Is this movie. Has this movie won any awards? Um, I don't think so, but it is. But I'm going to give you a little hint. It is an absolutely adored. I mean, people love this movie. Love this movie. Classic. It is a. It is a classic. A cult classic. I'm going to go with the sixty forty rule here and allow you to ask the final question. Oh man, Brent, you're better at this. Movies, uh, actors, actors. It's an adored movie. I mean. Do Can I, I give you, let me give you, how about I give you another hint? Okay. okay. Careful now. Right? Maybe two, yeah, okay. Right. What do you got? I'm going to help, I'm going to help Austin out here. Austin. Yeah. This movie has an epic soundtrack. Oh, man. I mean, Brian, I think the final question I want to ask is what era is it for? You know, like, is it from the 80s, 90s, or? That's a good one. Yeah. That'll narrow is it that, down. Is that the one? Okay. Um, is this, what, so can I just ask him what era is this from, <laughs> Brent? <laughs> It's Matt, somebody, Matt's term on Twitter said it's Grant Delpit's jersey. 
Go, go ahead and block him right now, by the way. We're not going to put up with that crap on the show. Um, what era is this movie from? This movie is from the year I graduated high school, 1995. 1995. Hey, what? Awesome soundtrack. I mean, like, we could, it can't be. Is Top Gun considered a good soundtrack? Here's the thing, Brent. Okay. I mean, you could have. Tom Cruise. Austin, you know me, buddy. I think I don't. See, I, I have an idea, but I don't. I mean, let's talk about Tom a little Guns more. Tom Guns in the 80s anyway, isn't it? Let's, let's talk about it a little. Uh, yeah, Tom Guns yeah, in the 80s. 80s. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and sound? I mean, you had Kenny Loggins, but relax. R- r- relax with Take My <laughs> Breath Away. I mean, you had Kenny Loggins, we had that song during the That's what I was asking. Love what scene. Be considered a I mean, no, Brent, no one's, no one's bopping the Top Gun soundtrack in their car right the now. It's not Caribbean soundtrack. Dude, no one's leaving work on a Friday and go, hey, babe, let's put the Top Gun soundtrack in and I take it up I a little bit. I can totally see Brent on his BMX bike with his Walkman on, just ripping the Top Gun soundtrack, though. <laughs> Don't be oh. surprised. You might not be wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, oh, man. 95. 95 so, movie. Highway to the Danger Zone. Oh, right. So here's where I, I, I first went. And I don't think, I'm not going to say this for my guess. I was thinking Dazed and Confused with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, very good. Okay, had very a, good. Very good. He had a great soundtrack, but that's not my guess, though, because I'm, I'm not going to say that, though, because I think that was a little earlier than 95. Days of Thunder? Oh, that might have been. That might have been. That might have been. Days of Thunder. Mm. Brent, I'll be honest with you, man. He's on a Tom Cruise kick, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do that at Tim McGraw. All right, Brent, we'll, we'll, we'll have to guess something <laughs> here. Thunder I'm, was I'm, 1990. I'm a little embarrassed, man. Um... Come on, 1995 movie. Let's go. Okay. Soundtrack was fantastic, he said. Fantastic. You're going to listen to it on the way home. Oh, I told you. Oh, man. Um, and it's all male. So, like... What, what, what day is it today? Brent? Friday. Friday? Oh, I got it. What okay. is it? I no, it's, I mean, that it's, doesn't help me. It's, well, I assume it's... Is, it, is Ice Cube involved in this? Ice Cube is involved. Yeah, in yeah. Okay, so it's a it's a signed movie poster. Um, now, question is, is it the original or the second one? I'm gonna say it's the go with oh, the original. Yep, go with the original signed movie poster of Ice Cube. And hang on, the other actor. I gotta think about it. Uh, uh, White Man. No, Chris. Chris Tucker. So Chris Tucker. it's Chris Tucker, Ice Cube sitting on a stoop, um, autographed. Friday poster, right? Where they're sitting slow, on the stoop. Slow clap. We're going to give it to you close enough. It's 8 by 10 signed oh. by Chris Tucker and Ice Cube with the framed DVD. Oh, wow. Awesome Friday piece. Awesome That's awesome. Piece. That's fantastic, man. That's good. Yeah. I, he could have given me all those Stumped hints, and us. I still wouldn't have got it. If you put off your Tom Cruise kick, just a, a smidge, maybe I could have got there. I thought I was hot to something. Great soundtrack. Brent, right, Brent was about to go cocktail like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When you said Friday, Risky I had business. already mentioned Vita de Louis, and I was thinking cocktail. <laughs> But no, that, that, that is a great soundtrack, though. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, hey, hopefully you're not in trouble for not changing a diaper, but thanks for hanging around with us because uh, we, we got a lot of stuff done there and uh, always good with Martin Buckley. Thanks, buddy. That was fun, you guys. Have a good one. Thank you, Appreciate Brad. it. Uh, Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs. Uh, we had been on a roll. We had, man. You know what? We were humbled. Just like that Tim we McGraw. Humbled. That was a tough one. Just like that Tim McGraw song. We got humbled. That was, that was, I wouldn't have known that.
I would need a lot more guesses to get the Friday post. It's kind of cool though, and like the sports memorabilia business, like those, it kind of trickles into like those kind of movies, right? Days yeah, of for Thunder, sure. Top Gun, even does. Top Gun kind. Of, if you're a sports fan, yeah, like Top Gun, signed something or other, would yeah, for fit, sure, right? for absolutely. I mean, listen, and there's a lot of great movies, cult favorites was, from the '90s. Yeah, so. White Men Can't Jump. Exactly. I mean, anything. Yeah. Uh, huh. Good stuff. Martin Buckley got us today, Brett. But you know what? We'll be back. And we'll come with a vengeance. Where does the Jaguars quarterback room rank in totality with the rest of the league? Here's a clue. The national guys did this. So not very good. (laughs) It's next on ESPN 690. There were some coaches in the office. We were in the office this week. Um, Was able to see the the true uh, look of the wall. It was a little bit different, obviously a lot bigger here than it was at the combine, um, but I'm very impressed with it. I think it's going to be able to get our, once again, our younger guys to be able to get them to line up, nowhere to lock into without physically beating them up. And I think that's going to be very important. So we're very excited about it. I think it's going to be a great learning tool above the neck, and there's also going to be some moving parts to it. So um, I think it's going to be a great addition, not only for you know, offensively, for us defensively, it would be a great addition. I look forward to using That's Todd Wash, Jaguars defensive coordinator, asked about the wall. And I honestly don't know too, too much about the wall. I think the reference is to this new technology, which really has been around the league for a bit. Mm-hmm. I think Tampa had something like kind of like this virtual way to do stuff. And I'm not talking about Zoom call, uh, but to kind of get on there and, and almost video game it. That's what I picture. I, yeah. I guess that's the best way to layman's term it. And uh, really, the offenses can go through some things, and the Jaguars apparently have invested in that, and and that was part of the stuff they talked about way at the combine, I believe, uh, when we were in Indianapolis. But I haven't really seen it. I haven't really heard too, too much about it. Uh, But it's interesting, just another tool Mm -hmm. to be able to use, and something like that might be really valuable at this time because of what just transpired the last few months and the lack of being able to get on the field. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, listen, it beats the heck out of just – Going to a whiteboard and just showing this and then, you know, make people copy it down in their notebooks. I mean, it's crazy how much technology um, has come even since when I played, you know. So, once again, we don't really know what it looks like from our perspective because we haven't been in those meeting rooms. But you kind of get an idea a little bit. And um, it's crazy what you're able to accomplish. And at the end of the day, though, regardless of how technically advanced everything gets, though, Brent, I- I'm still a huge proponent. And this is why, you know, obviously, if you're a Jaguars fan, you're probably a little nervous right now when you're trying to install a new offense. You're trying to maybe install a new defense. It's the fact that nothing beats those reps on the field. You know, you, you can have all this great technology. You can have virtual realities for as far as I'm concerned. But until you see it on the field against a, a live opponent, you just don't know what you have. Yeah, and I, I wonder, too, this day and age, you know, we said yesterday, I think the other day about quarterbacks, right? We're like, most teams would buy rather than sell right now with what they've got mm-hmm. or what they're invested in. I think a lot of that, I don't think that's been the case. I think most of the time, and again, I don't have enough uh, info on this. I do want to do a show more catered to this and and so do a little more research. But my guesstimate is, let's just say 15 years ago, if you took the NFL teams that were happy with their quarterback, that would buy into their quarterback, I would say it would be 50% or less. 
Now, maybe it would be a little bit more, but sure. it just felt like that. Yeah. And you, I'm sorry, you're saying 15 years ago? Yeah, let's say 15 years ago. Sure. I mean, use whatever time frame you want, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. but let's just say 15 years ago. Okay. Where everybody's like, ah, I don't know about that. Court. We need a quarterback. We need a quarterback. We need a franchise quarterback. We need Tom Brady. We need uh, Aaron Rodgers. We yeah. need this, right? I just feel like right now, maybe even go back to last year a little bit, but right now and maybe moving ahead to 2021, I'm not sure there are eight teams saying that. Now, you, there could be coming out of this year. Maybe you add some more to the list. Maybe Nick Foles doesn't work out in Chicago. They don't like Mitchell Trubisky. Maybe Matthew Stafford by that time is like, hey, I, he's not really doing enough, and he's getting paid a million and gazillion dollars. You know, maybe there's more that, that come on the table. There always will be more. It's called turnover and that revolving door. Sure. But I, I just don't think uh, that there are a lot of teams saying that. The, the point of it right now is I said yesterday or two days ago when we were talking about this, the seven-on-sevens have really helped quarterback play. I mean, kids are doing that now at 13 years old, 14 years old, 15. They're going and playing on these these events in Louisiana and travel. It's like travel ball now, seven-on-seven sure. seven tournaments. I mean, yeah. they are. Uh, the kids all around here play it. Mm-hmm. They know how to play the position. They're more groomed for the position. We've seen that with college quarterbacks coming in as freshmen and being able to jump in and play and be successful. I also wonder about this part of it. This wall, say, but mm-hmm. what I would envision more video game esque. These kids are so in tune with Madden and video games and those kind of principles. And not to say the last 10 or 12 or 15 years they weren't, but the combination of watching it all the time on TV, seven on sevens, being able to play it, mm-hmm. the rapid growth and maturation of teenage quarterbacks you know i mean these kids at 15 16 years old look like they're sophomores in college quite frankly with the strength and the, and the specialization of workouts and yeah. qb coaches and, and speed coaches and all that stuff and then on top of it you add that video game element where it's kind of a little bit of an understanding yeah and some pe- kids some people just football players in general may learn better off something like this. I, I'm, I'm fascinated with the, how people accumulate the knowledge, how they learn it. And, and this wall might help some of the players in that regard. So you aren't wrong in saying that, listen, in terms of teams liking their quarterbacks right now, it's at an all-time high. I 100% agree with you. And also you're not wrong with how... You know, it seems like quarterbacks these days, they grew up ingrained with the game, whether it's with playing Madden, whether it's with the seven on seven. I mean, you, you made some very great points here. But I also am going to say that, like, for instance, you mentioned 15 years ago, like, I think 16, 17 years ago, Super Bowl here was in Jacksonville. Yep. Okay. Raiders, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, you, you could argue and say that they didn't really have storied. Yeah, that wasn't this Super Bowl. That was Carolina Patriots. Didn't, oh, I'm sorry. No, Philadelphia, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Philadelphia Who, okay, Patriots. I'm sorry. I was way off. Sorry about that. I, I'm talking about the, 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 that was in San Diego then, right? The San Diego. That might have been. Yeah, okay. So, but that's the Super Bowl you're yeah, talking about. But I guess my point is that it was geared more towards playing great defense and running the ball where, where there wasn't the highest premium yeah, yeah, yeah. on the quarterback position. Now, as the years progressed, you started to see colleges a little bit open up the playbook. You started to see them geared towards the spread offense a little more. And all of a sudden you saw the air raid. And then to be fair, you know, some, and we always talk about how 
you know, college mirrors NFL. Well, the NFL took a lot of things from college football and said, let's try to implement them into our game. So once that happened and once it started to be more of an offensive-driven league, well, obviously you need the quarterbacks to do that. So I think that there's a lot of factors that go into play. You can't name just one. But obviously colleges implementing the air raid, implementing the spread offense, um, going away from that power eye and running the football well, that kind of gravitated towards the NFL, and obviously those quarterbacks followed. So I think that has everything to do with it just as well as obviously you know being ingrained with it growing up with it. Absolutely. And so you think about the QBs. They've got their guy. Jags have their guy in Gardner Minshew this year. Uh, the backup situation is a little different. Yeah, I don't know how high anybody's going to be on the Jaguars' backup situation. Mike Glennon, even Joshua Dobbs and Jake Luton, the young quarterback who nobody's going to expect anything out of this year. Um, there are some situations that have good backups around the league. It begs this question. I thought about this yesterday. I brought this up to you, I think, after the show. Yeah. And somebody brought this up on social media today. Should, would the Jaguars consider Colin Kaepernick in this current climate to come in here for depth, to play a Taysom Hill role, to compete with Gardner Minshew? Would they entertain it? I'm going to give you a little, a, a quick background. On this and this is why I would say, wait a minute now, where's this going? And I, and, it, and here's how I got to the question: mm. It's a lot of people are asking, is Colin Kaepernick going to get a job? Yeah, that's not how I got to the question. Well, and keep in mind, Pete Carroll has said too that there's some teams out there that are interested. At least one that called yes. recently, right? And, and Seattle said they were interested in 17 to a degree. Correct. Cleveland said they were interested. Hugh Jackson, remember, yep. in 17, then they end up drafting a rookie uh, young quarterback. Uh, the that was the Sean Kaiser, the Sean Kaiser at the time. So here's how I thought I got to this. Shad Khan has a Zoom call with players. They talk more about Black Lives Matter movement, about what's been going on the last week, what more they can do. Mm-hmm. Do you think any player, and this could go across the league. I'm thinking Jacksonville. Shad asked, said to Shad Khan, hey, man, uh, we could give Colin Kaepernick a chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're talking about ideas and how you can progress the movement and what you can do as an NFL team and what you can – hey. The guy that really helped spearhead this movement. Yeah. Why don't we see if he can play football and help our football team win? Yeah. I mean, listen, we're not in those Zoom conversations, Brent, but I bet that came up a little bit. Because right now, I think it did. Because if if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars right now, and and yeah, obviously, if if we're talking about racial issues, I mean, the name Kaepernick will probably pop up, okay? But I'm just saying, and I've been very adamant about this. Take away the the optics, take away the the media, and take away some of the scrutiny that could come from the decision. From a wins-loss perspective, in my opinion, you should give Colin Kaepernick a chance. If Taysom Hill has a first-round tender on acquiring him, well, then Colin Kaepernick should get a chance. Okay, simple as that. Because once again, you don't need Colin Kaepernick to come in and be the savior. You don't need him to come in and be a starter. But if you can run a wildcat formation five to six times a game, why wouldn't you? Okay, it's another wrinkle. It's another thing that defensive coordinators have to come in and address to their team and say, all right, well, they got Kaepernick. Now we have to spend some of our practice time getting ready for that. Okay, like you have to do that stuff. And I'll be honest with you. Taysom Hill, first-round tender? Is Taysom Hill a good passer? Absolutely not. One could argue that Colin Kaepernick's better passer than Taysom Hill is. No, athleticism? I don't know. It's up for debate. But I'm just saying, if you go by stats, because everyone loves to go by the stats, I think Kaepernick's better. So I absolutely would consider bringing Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick in for a workout, see where he's at, and if he's adequate, man, 
absolutely add him to the roster. It's such an interesting topic because of the Zoom call I thought they had. I wondered if that would come up. If you're the owner and, and it's an open forum and you're saying, hey, what more can we do? I'm listening to you, players. Why wouldn't there be one player? And, and it might not be in Jacksonville. That's my point. It might yeah. be somewhere else if other owners are doing similar things and say, hey, man, give him a chance. You know, give him a chance. And we think that could help the movement, first of all. Might help our football team, too. We want to win games. So I, that's how we've come up with it. There's another thought process I have when it comes to the Shad Khan and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we're going to go to a break. We'll get into that. Marcus Paul asked this today on Twitter. Hey, Brent, what do you think about the Jags signing Kaepernick? Do you think this might be good fit for the team? The city would certainly bring in fans and national exposure for the city and team. A couple more thoughts on that as it relates sure. to Kaepernick. And then the supporting cast around the Jags. You said their receivers could be maybe top 10 in the league. National folks disagree. We'll talk next on ESPN 690.